Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I ain't no joke, so you should get a pen and write yourself a little note so you don't forget again. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss IT, which released in 2017, from writers Chase Palmer, Kerry Fukunaga, and Gary Doberman, and from director Andy Muschietti. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows a group of children living in the town of Derry, Maine in America during the late 80s. After Bill's brother has been killed by an unknown creature, he gets his friends together so that they can find his brother Georgie's body and find out what has been hunting the children in the town. As they start to uncover more of the mystery, they realise that not only is it large, scary and terrifying, but it is coming for them and wants to feast on their fears. So this film went through a bit of uh, development and production hell. Really? Uh, it was about seven years that this film was in pre-production for before they eventually rolled. And wow. the original director, Kerry Fukunaga... Uh, was actually going to be directing this film, but right. over the seven years, he ended up with a bunch of um, differences with uh, with the studio, yeah. uh, where he wanted to keep going off in a different direction, and the studio eventually, they had a falling out and he left. Right. Uh, then there was a whole slew of directors that, that wanted to uh, to take take on the role, uh, before Andy Muschietti ended up coming in and, and taking over the role and, and delivered the, the film that we have, have now. But... Um, he is probably the reason why the film, I think, is as good as it is. Because mm. Kerry took the film in a different direction. He changed all the characters' names. Oh, right, yeah, no, he, no. But one thing that he did do was tell the studio that this film is going to be a hard R rating. Right. And that's, of course, what's given most studios, like, well, we're not going to get our money back. Yeah, we yeah, We yeah. already went through the era of watching Aliens and Die Hard and Predator yeah. all become near PG movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so for the studios to turn around and go, no, we're going to make this an R-rated movie, still on a, a modest budget. Yeah. However, this film would soon go on to become the highest grossing horror film to date. Yes. It's actually the second highest grossing R-rated movie under Deadpool. Wow! So nice. this film actually hit hit that mark, and I guess everyone was just hungry for another killer clown movie. Yeah. Or it's part of the curse of Pennywise, whereas Pennywise comes back to Derry every twenty seven years. Mm. This movie came out twenty seven years after the miniseries from nineteen ninety. Wow! <laughs> and shit. it's probably also that miniseries as well that you know Tim Curry's iconic, yes. awesome performance in that role uh, has left Pennywise imprinted in all of us yes. that have ever seen that film or are aware of Stephen King and that image of Pennywise has lasted this long. So 27 years later, to get his first theatrical release, yes. which technically makes this not a remake. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, something quite special. Yeah, I, I, had, I had held off from this movie um, because obviously I'm a bit, a bit of a fan of the 1990... TV series. Obviously, if you haven't seen the review, go off and check it out. Um, and at the same time, my son was still quite young um, when this movie came out. So hearing that the movie started with a small child getting his arm ripped off and being pulled down a sewer. But you'd already seen the miniseries, so you kind of know what happens to Georgie. Yeah, no, I... Oh, didn't you not wiki it first? No, oh, no, no. You no, no, no. did wiki it first. But, but with the miniseries, like, it's not as intense. <laughs> no. You know, and with the movie, I just know that everything was just going to be upped. You know, and, and like I said, I didn't need to wiki it. I kind of knew how it went. I also didn't, I didn't want to rush out and watch part one, knowing I still had to wait like two years or whatever. Well, that's the thing. When this film was made, that was a done deal. One movie, beginning, middle, end, that's it. The studio did not green light part two. Oh, right. Well, they'd have to. Like, that's the second part of the, the I, I story. I know, but they, it, they weren't contracted to do so. So, um, but I think through some early test screenings, word of mouth, and yeah. the, 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 the director and one of the writers got together and went, let's start planning part two because this is going to do well. But they didn't know how well. Like, yeah. they did, No one could have predicted it was going to do well, that many numbers. Well, that was it. Like like with us, we'd, we'd done the TV series when we were younger. You know, we'd reviewed it. Like, a lot of people had read the book. So, for me, it was like why am i rushing off to see 
it when I know how it goes, I know how it ends, I know how the characters are, and I know a lot of people will be annoyed by that, but at the same time, I was in a sensitive place with children, I still am. Like, if, I, if a film has a child being butchered or you know, attacked or hurt. I'm like, I can't, I still can't watch Boy in the Striped Pajamas. So, you know, um, so for me, like getting past that bit with it, I was just like, that's, that's a roadblock for me. Can we just talk about that scene then? I, yeah, well, I'm just going to get to it. Like, it's just, first thing that's annoying, but you have to remember it's part of the spell of Derry is that why the fuck, why the fuck would you let an eight-year-old boy go out in the rain on his own? Well, you, you did answer that. It's because it's dairy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and yeah. If you if you don't know, if you if you haven't seen it, or I mean, there's a, just just to try to answer that. There's a scene later in the film when Ben is talking to the rest of the Losers Club about yeah. the horrible history of the town, and he explains how this town has, like, for adults, it has six times the average like disappearances mm. but he said for kids it's even worse it's even worse yeah. and all the other kids like oh really yeah so n none of them are aware <laughs> other than the missing posters that they see it's still there's that magic there's that spell mm -hmm. over the town and like the opening is so good like even when you've got the logos playing and you've got the kids kind of laughing and the balloon go by i almost just turned the fucking movie off then i was like i i can i can review this without actually watching it um but the relationship of, of the young Bill, uh, the actor playing Bill, and the, the little boy playing Georgie, like, I, I, I don't want to hearken too much back to it about the TV show, uh, but that's what I always loved from that show was Bill's love for his brother, the loss, and him coming to terms with it and dealing with it, you know, and obviously overcoming this. So with the movie starting it off with this, yeah, it's stupid that the kid's going to go out on his own, but the brothers are in such a loving relationship. Bill wants to go with him. He wants to play with his little brother. He loves Hounder there, but he can't because he's ill. And so you just watch Georgie get the wax from the basement and get the boat all set up. It's a great little horror moment there. Oh, he's down yeah. there and you see the two lights in oh, the dark. Oh, God, yeah. And he turns the light on and it's just a pair of old spectacles on the yeah. side. Yeah. But it's great. And like, it play. I love how well it plays on the childhood horror and fear of going into a dark empty space you oh, know fuck, fuck yeah i'm a 40 fucking year old man and i was still like i wouldn't go down that basement uh, no. fuck that i did my beard i get a torch why is it why why do people have to put things in a dark basement for you know fluorescent lights turn into a fucking man cave um but georgie gets himself ready uh grabs his radio so he can keep in contact with his brother his brother even tells him to take care be don't, don't be too long or whatever and he goes down to the rain and you know like if you, if you haven't seen it if you haven't seen it, okay, stop, go and watch it and come back. Because for those of us who have seen it, we know the boat is being lured away. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, by, by, by nature. <laughs> A force of nature. A force of nature. <laughs> An unnatural force. Well, interesting that you should say that, or I should say the force of nature. Now, it's, it, it, it's, it's probably not intentional. Right. But there are two turtle references in the film that are clearly intentional. Right, right, okay. And of course, if you're a Stephen King fan, a Dark Tower fan, you know that the entire world is on the back of a giant turtle floating through space. Wait, hold on. That's Terry Pratchett. That's Stephen King too. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the turtle is mentioned twice in the film where once when they're all in the, in the, in the lake yeah. uh, and they're like, oh, there's something down there. It's probably a turtle in it goes underwater and submerges we don't see the turtle. Yeah. But later on when, when Bill's in um, Georgie's room, he picks up a Lego uh, a turtle. A turtle, yeah, yeah. And so, when the boat is going down the 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 the, the sidewalk, uh, there's an obstruction in the way. There's yeah. some uh, some railings there, um, but it, it's something else behind that. A big green tarpaulin. Oh right. It kind of looks a little like bit a like a turtle. turtle. And so it's like if the turtle was there, it literally sent the boat down the other side of the street. Yeah. And maybe forced this interaction to force. All of the events of the film, because the turtle is all-knowing and all-powerful and wise and knows that if it makes the boat go that way, that all of the events will happen and, and good will prevail. Good will prevail. <laughs> ah. It's just a long shot. Yeah. Man, when that boat goes into the sewer and you get your first look at Pennywise, I mean, Bill Skarsgård will fucking go down in history as the new... Pennywise and we love Tim Curry don't get us wrong we fucking love that man till the cows come home and I was skeptical about how they would 
get him to work. Oh, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know? Tim Curry's iconic in this role. It's a, like anyone who's going to replace an iconic talking villain in yeah. horror, you, you you need to do it something special. Well, after the after the, obviously the cock up of Nightmare on Elm Street remake, you know, and and love that actor playing Freddy Krueger. Love what he brought to him, but he's no Robert Englund. So. I, I think I remember, and this was the thing that freaked me out as well when I was looking into, obviously, when we were reviewing the film. Like, you know, we're watching it in 2023, so this movie's been already been out for like six years. You know, and that, that for me is like a quite a bit of time. Before we know it, it's going to be 20 years, and the movie still looks, even after six years, looks absolutely brilliant. You know, late 1980s, they've got all the major points there. I remember when the film first came out, I, I think they tried to hide his image for as long as they could so that they didn't spoil it. Red balloons. You yeah. Know, silhouettes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then when the movie dropped, it was like, yep, now we can give out all this information. And you see it. The makeup is brilliant. The, the mouth is brilliant. The way he talks. It's like he's innocent, but there's also a slightness of evil behind him. Like, yes, it's raining, but I think that's drool. Well, hanging yes, off his lips doing. while well, he's talking to Georgie. Bill said when the prosthetics were put in, the, the teeth, and then when he does that actual thing he does with his with his lip, yeah. he's drooling. And the director was like, no, that's great, because it just makes you look really hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hiya, Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? And you, you just have that great interaction between him and Georgie. You know, you, you, you feel like you, you're screaming at your TV. I'm like, run, Georgie, go, get out of here. Just anybody stop. But obviously Pennywise has trapped him. And, and a lot of the times you have to remember that when Pennywise is interacting with people, nobody else can see him sometimes. We have the neighbour or the cat as well that's more aware of what's going on and the lady's just like, nah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. When she, when she sees whatever was, well, the blood that's left afterwards. Man, when he's reaching for the boat. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you're screaming for him not to, but yeah. I do think there's a kind of a fun play on words there, a little bit, where he's, uh, where he's just like, oh, Bill will kill me. Yeah. And then when Pennywise is waving the bow, he's like, Bill's going to kill you Bill's if you don't bring this back. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, Bill is going to kill you because it's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. And Pennywise <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Georgie, no. Uh, but of course, I, you know, you kind of expect it to fade out over the screen. But oh, we no. see Pennywise's teeth, we see him bite down on his arm, and then we cut to that really good shot of Georgie crawling along the, the road in the rain, screaming, screaming, before we see that hand reach out and pull him all the way in. Yeah. Now, I honestly think that this is a perfect opening totally, uh, yeah. for this. I think from the cinematography, the lighting, the performances, the music, all of it is is really good. The only thing, when I, when I think about it, like afterwards, is mm. just like... I. I think the kid undersells what's just happened to him. I honestly think it would have been a lot more panic-stricken. Screams would have been five times, ten times more intense than yeah, what it is. That is true. And I kind of thought back to Dr. Sleep. Yes, with, exactly. Yes. With how the kid actor in that reacts to it's when... really it, sells that. And thing, he yeah. really sells that scene. I'm kind of glad little Georgie didn't. Well, yeah, because if I'd have already... fucking died, bro, <laughs> yeah, I would have been dead. What I will say, though, is if that sounds like I'm like dismissing that actor there, uh, he comes back, the, the Georgie actor oh, comes yeah. back as apparitions, played by Pennywise later, and he is plays all of those Amazing. creepy, tropey yes. parts to, to, to perfection. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. I, I love the fact that, like, after this, it, it jumps a few months. You know, we, we were in October 1988 when Georgie dies, and then we get to June 1989. And like, when I saw it come up, I, like, I was like, really? But it, I, it flowed. You know, it's just like, look, he's died. He's gone missing. You know the people of Derry, Maine, you know, especially Bill's parents are obviously going to be upset about their son dead. But they probably just got on with their lives because that's the power of Pennywise. And you even see it when the kids come out of the school and you've got the mum out there waiting for her kid to come out and the the kids the, you know they, they kind of joke about it they do yeah they're just like oh what do they think he's gonna come out you know and join us and you're like hang on a minute jesus calm down uh, but I, I love 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 this interaction of the kids maybe it's because i loved it from the tv series as well but we've got wyatt olaf uh playing stanley we've got you know finn wolfhard from stranger things uh playing richie 
We've got Jack Dylan Grazer playing Eddie. I like the fact that the kid playing Stanley and the kid playing Eddie have both been in DC Marvel movies. Right. One was in Guardians of the Galaxy, the other one was Shazam. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> you know, Finn Wolfhard's doing Ghostbusters and fucking um, Stranger Things. So these aren't, these aren't no name, no experience actors. These are kids that have been put into this position. And I, I, I think I read it somewhere, like maybe it was just for part two, but they'd really interacted with their adult versions as well. You know, they really wanted to establish these characters of what they're going through in the town, you know, things well, like that. Well, that's it. The, uh, the, the production team were really smart behind the scenes with these kid actors mm. and let them bond, let them grow. Yes. Yes. So that by the time, like, filming started, they were already all friends. They'd already bonded and hung out with each other and they knew what they liked and didn't like. And so there was a, a real friendship there. Yeah. So that when the cameras roll, they don't need to act anymore. Like they, they have to recite their lines. Yeah. But they have a friendship and a connection, which is really strong. And interestingly as well, none of the actors got to work with Pennywise until more than half the film had already been shot. Wow. And yeah. they never got to meet him out of makeup and only... Yes. On set, when they called action, when Pennywise appears, and so a lot, of, you know, in in an essence, to try and get a real, authentic reaction yeah. uh, from these kids. But Bill Skarsgård went on to say that even though in his first scene, when he's terrorizing Richie, yeah, uh, and the director calls cut, and Richie's like, "Oh man, Bill Skarsgård, man, you're doing great. I love what you're doing with the character." And Bill's just like, "What? Like you just were terrified two seconds ago?" <laughs> yeah. And he turned and went, "They're like little professionals, man." So yeah, they yeah. like the. The quality is high for, for everyone, uh, performance-wise, in this film. Yeah, I mean, like, Chosen Jacobs uh, playing Mike. I mean, we had the initial shot of him working with his granddad, who I think was Mr. X uh, from X-Files, just really old now. And, um, you know, they're shooting the pneumatic pump into sheep's heads and you know mike can't bring himself to do it because you know he d doesn't feel like he's got it in him to kill and his granddad's just like look you're either out here with us or you're in the pen and you're you're sheep you know and so like the like if you're experienced with films you're like he's gonna use that later because <laughs> the camera focuses on this gun and you're like yeah you're gonna use that um but at the same time jeremy ray taylor who plays ben like I was really, really impressed with him because, like, it's it's easy just to play like a a kid, I suppose, who who might just have a stutter, you know, or might have some kind of um, illnesses that your mum's kind of trying to force you inside. It's another thing to play an over overweight child. And that's the main crux of your character that you are upset about your weight, the way that you look. His first interactions uh, with Beverly, played by Sophia Lillis, who is going through the same thing of being bullied in the toilets. Oh, man. But she's also having a horrendous home oh, life man. as well with, uh, with yeah. Papa Marsh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, the book goes into all of the horrible details about what happens with Bev and her father. And the film, like, I mean... Like, lightly. Lightly. Well, yes, over, yeah. Yeah, and it, it immediately makes you uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, a lot of the parents, the adult, like, this film is the best example of the worst parenting ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, across the board. Um, but yeah, like, that's such a sweet scene. This, the first scene the with first Ben scene and, and Beverly. Yeah. When he's carrying his diorama in and he drops it. And, Man, new kids on the block. And they start reciting, you know, like, songs and she's already half a block away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when they meet later, she hits him with one of those lines. I was like, she, she, she did hear him. She did hear him, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's super sweet. And of course, this film plays more on that sort of love triangle between Bill, Bev and Ben. Yeah. Uh, especially with the whole, you know, My Heart Burns There Too, the poem that gets yes. sent. Um, but, uh, like... We kind of know where the relationship does go, but yeah. in this film, I'm kind of like, I'm rooting for Ben. I'm like, she, like Ben was so much better with, with Beth in this one. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but this is it. I mean, she she thinks it's Bill who's written it because obviously he's the smart. And, and from the TV series, he was kind of the writer. They also had that interaction as well in a previous play where they'd kissed, you know, and Ben's the new kid. You know, um, Mike is the outsider who's coming in. And this is what I loved about it because the Losers Club are all individuals that like the TV series didn't give enough time to build up those characters. The movie though is given every single one of them just enough for you to go, Oh yeah, I, I get 
where he's come from, get where he's come from. I, I do would say that the a lot of the characters in this film get adequate to pretty good character development. Yes. Except for Mike and Stanley. Uh, I yeah, feel like yeah. the thing is, like, Mike was the town historian and in the, the book and, and whatnot. He becomes, like, the historian of the town, an actual one. Yeah. Um, and so he knows everything, whereas in this movie version, it's it all ben. goes to Ben. Yeah, yeah. And so Mike's given considerable less time in this film where it's given to Ben. Yeah, but like, he does have the racial stuff with him as well, you know. Which is also considerably cut back on uh, in this film version, again, from the source material. Yeah. Which is which is fine, you know. Like, the, the film drops plenty of F-bombs, but, you know. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> but it doesn't drop any of the other... F bombs. No, you no, you don't. You don't need to with that one. And I, I want to bring up uh, Nicholas Hamilton playing Henry Bowers. Like Henry in the TV series. Like I said, I haven't read the book myself, but in the TV series, you knew him as the bully. You knew he had some troubles, but it didn't go too far into it because they could only show so much. In this one, oh my god! Like I hated him and felt for him at the exact same time. You know. Yeah. I hate the fact that he was a bully and all of his mates were picking on the kids and, you know, and he wanted to carve up Ben's belly and things like that. But I even, I just felt for him when, you know, he, he's confronted by his dad. Well, he was about to shoot a cat. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was about to shoot a cat. But but he's but he's a troubled child. What yeah. else has happened? Where, where's his, his dad? Again, bad parenting. Where's his mum? You know, where's, where's Beverly's uh, where's Bowie's mum? You know, there's just stuff going on that you've got so many questions about, but the film's just like, nope, can't you? you you're not going to hear about it. Yeah. You, you've got to, you've got to go with the characters of how they are, you know. And like that whole carving sequence, like, my God, I, I was surprised they really went that far. Yeah, you know that they were willing on actually because I mean, like I said, not read the book. Does it happen in the book? Yes. Does he carve yes. his name? Yeah, well, he starts to. He gets the H, and then it's then the fight breaks out, and he, he gets away. So, so the movie, the, the movie really sticks as close to the book as close as they could, but also doing stuff kind of present day that, like yeah. you said, you can't say the n-word too much even though henry is a fucking racist piece of shit you know you can't show um the the sexual back history for beverly and her dad because that would really take away <clears> from it, pennywise. It, it, it implies it yeah and, and that's yeah. the thing and so there's the scene when bev goes to the um to the chemist mm. she has that really weird encounter with the with the chemist well, it's just like, oh, it's horrible. But I mean, but the, it's it's a it's another one of those things that's. I mean, it's much more to the forefront in the book, and that's the underlying sort of sexual element that's in there. Because it's, the whole town believes that Beverly is a slut, don't as they? As well, yeah, 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 exactly. And so, and of course, that plays up when Dad's like talking to her, and he's like, "I've been hearing stories about you, Bev, and I want to know: Are you still my little girl?" It's just like, ah, oh, it's just horrible. It's. But that's intentionally so. Obviously, the film is being very effective in, in portraying this. Spoilers, when she beats the fuck out of him, I was cheering. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you did. This is what you... This... So going back to what I was saying earlier about Stanley not getting too much development. Yeah, he yeah. actually gets... Um, uh, it's, it's not a favourite scene but it's a very cool effect mm. I, I think it's down to some of the cinematography here where he's at a or preparing a, a bar mitzvah yeah yeah because um, he's supposed to become a man that's right that. well that's the whole thing about the maturity becoming yeah. man that whole sexual awakening type yeah, of thing yeah. uh, but it's when he goes into like the back room and the picture of this weird oh god yeah. <laughs> off kilter and I, you know it's the camera angle it's very subtle where he straight, straightens the frame and the camera gets straightened as yes, he does and he yeah. walks back comes back picture falls over puts the picture back up and, and she's, she's gone, gone. Yeah. Uh, and she's got this weird sort of contorted face where she's like got a black hole for a nose yeah, so it's just yeah. sucking everything in yeah um, yeah it's very creepy very effective uh, scare there <laughs> Some of the special effects you could, if you if you, if you were being really pedantic or whatever, you could also say that some of the CGI like just isn't tight enough. Like that sequence uh, where she comes out, like I I really liked it. I loved all the fucking scares we can in this entire movie. But I was looking at her and I'm like, 
ooh, you know, computer graphics there, you know, could you have gone with somebody in a suit or a mask or, or is that the I, I best may, way I to flirt her face? But there, there is an actress in that role. Right, right. Um, but I think that they were, will, I think they were gearing up to cut the scene because right. it wasn't effective enough. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I think they just CGI'd and CGI'd and CGI'd on top of the actress mm. where, where it now looks like an entirely computer generated effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I think it's, I think the image is quite effective. But yeah, when it moves quickly, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, it doesn't feel natural anymore. Yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't look right. But at the same time, it still had the same impact on me that I, like I was scared I ran with Stanley like there's a few sequences later on with, with with Pennywise as well which I kind of feel the same that the CGI was slapped on to give it more effects and it slightly takes away from it but there's no way they could have done it otherwise they could have done it otherwise yeah, there's a really effective CGI scene quite late into the film when I think it's Richie opens the fridge door right and Pennywise is in there all oh, contorted yes. and the way he sort of folds yes, out yes that was what I was thinking now, of yeah. now of course it was Bill Skarsgård laying on his back on the ground with his head there so it was his head yeah um, but then, of course, it coming all out was all CGI. But the way that they CGI'd it was was they CGI'd him getting into the fridge ah, and then reversed it nice. because it was too complicated to have him to figure out how he comes out. But yeah. it was easy enough to figure him how he got in there. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, so like, even playing it in reverse, it gives you that unnatural feel to it. So I thought the CGI in the film was very, very good throughout. Uh, so much so that it was only really like picture lady yeah uh, and, and some transformation stuff and i was like it's very obvious cgi but i think it was very effective well it's kind of like the leper man um and possibly the uh, decapitated boy in the basement of the library sure, sure. those two shots like but like i said i'm not taken away because there's no other way that you could have been able to pull off those sequences without it looking more fake i was still like because obviously the miniseries doesn't have the leper yeah yeah like the leper in the book is frightening right, like, right. I mean what like that's right uh, but like the leper when it's chasing after him is masturbating and saying I will I will suck you off for like a dime or a nickel or something <laughs> okay. uh, which obviously just terrifies Stan um, and then of course the, the leper turns back to Pennywise who's still like in Pennywise form saying the exact same thing yeah. I was like so again like they, they, they toned down some of the sexy sex yeah. stuff yeah uh, but I honestly thought it would have been really horrifying I was like they're going R-rated they might do this scene, but they they just kept it to him being chased. Well, that's it. I mean, did you need like like we, we didn't need it. That's it. We know that there's a lot of sexual elements in it. I mean, there's that whole sequence in the sewers that they just do not even go near the train. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's pinnacle to the story because of like I said, the sexual awakening and the children becoming adults, so that they're not so scared of Pennywise to use it as as strength and stuff. But like I said, that leper sequence, it feeds on Eddie's fear of, of, of um, you know, something getting him and infecting him because he's been kind of brainwashed by his mum. Who, yeah. You know, and this one is the overweight character that she is from the book. Or not overweight, she just doesn't move as much or exercise as much. They, they did a great job of making her the most unpleasant human in the film. Hell like, yeah. Her sweaty kind of, like... Um, appearance the way yeah. that she's wearing that tracksuit when she gets out into that old car it's like oh no and that's what i loved as well because it was just like the whole world was against these kids you oh, know yeah. and as you're the audience you're the only person who actually really cares for them and wants them to do well to to be able to fight back you know like, so watching like like what is it two hours and 14 minutes long so i would say like the first hour of the movie is the setting up of each one of the characters coming across and interacting with Pennywise in some kind of form. Yeah, because none of them talk to each other about it no, for, for quite a while. For, for quite a while. I mean, when, when Ben goes to the, the library and he's looking into the history of, of the town, like... Like you've probably seen it on YouTube and you've probably seen it on Facebook or whatever, but like there's so many background references thrown in and that fucking librarian... I, could, I was trying not to look at her because I could, you could just see her smile. So she's blurred out, but yeah. you can still see you she's got that Pennywise smile. And then Ben's flicking through the book and he's finding the pictures and then you see the decapitated head in the tree. But I, I love just the way that when he gets up to go, like the whole room is normal. You know, everything's kind of abnormal. Except the balloon. The, the balloon, which only <laughs> he can see. And then he's being lured by the little chocolate eggs. And then he sees the decapitated, burned body walk down the stairs, which I was like, oh, that would fucking freak me the fuck out, you know? 
um you know we've got the sequence where where beverly she's at home you know she's so angry at her dad she wants to try to make herself ugly so she cuts off all her hair and it all goes down the drain and then later on she hears the voices coming up from the drain and then the blood just kind of well the hair attacks her first and tries to pull her down and then she gets evil deaded right in the fucking <laughs> face. Yeah. And the whole room. And I, I got to give the, the the credit to the, the the actor playing the dad. The way he just walked in and went, what blood? <laughs> right. And she's just like covered heads. The whole room is just like, <laughs> I worry about you, Bevy. I worry about you a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, well, that's the whole metaphor for her period, you know, her yeah, womanhood, yeah. etc. And it's kind of interesting then that she also goes to the boys to come round and help her clean, clean up, clean, clean up, up the mess. And yeah. it's a real bonding moment for the whole, for the whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's like the miniseries did the whole scene where they're at the Barrens and they're building, you know, uh, yeah, and the they're dam, yeah. out, they're building the dam and it has that montage where they're all bonding. Whereas this one, it's changed from there to them cleaning, cleaning up the room. blood and we yeah. have a musical montage. Yeah. Uh, there was also one other bit that, Kind of, it, it. every time I've watched the film, it was made, like, the first time I laughed. The second time I was just confused. And now every time it happens, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forget this weird bit in the film. Where okay. They go to Ben's house and he's like, I want to show you about all the history of Derry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bev closes the door, yeah, and, and it's the poster on the band. That's probably the scariest thing in the entire fucking movie. And the camera does this whole MTV music yeah. video thing, and it cuts back to the two of them. And they're just like, yeah. And she, but she also protects him as well because she pulls Close the door, the door over back. So I know, the so I was like, that's that's why like, the I'm two like... of these were so sweet together. Yeah, but it was just a weird edit moment where I was like, whoa, like so out of ordinary for this film. I mean, we kind of glazed over it, but there was a sequence where um, Henry had chased uh, Ben down into the uh, the Barrens, and he'd come across. Uh, he'd been saved by the Losers Club, and one of um, Henry's friends had been kind of lured into the sewers, or he walked in on his own, thinking that Ben would be in there, and he comes round and he gets attacked by a bunch of zombie fucking children, and then Pennywise kills him. So, you know, the movie kind of says to you, like, look, Pennywise will kill and eat anything but he mainly focuses on small children because he loves to feed on their fear and I, I even did a little bit of research into the how the deadlights work and it turns out that he he can even to a point like it's not been uh, made com confirmation but he eats their souls mm -hmm. and so they are being tormented inside him for forever yeah forever you know and so like I, I really feel that impact when in this movie, especially like when, when, when they get killed, you know, or Pennywise is there. Like he is a substantial force. He is going to get them. The way, like we said, when Bill gets lured down into the basement and he sees the water, and there's little Georgie, and Georgie's like, "Look, come play with me. We'll float. We'll float down there." And he, he starts screaming, doesn't he? And he starts rotting, you know. And and Pennywise is in the water, wanting to lure him down. It's the way he forcibly slams Georgie into the water yeah. as well, and just keeps going, "You'll float too. You'll float too. Yeah, oh, God, oh. yeah. You'll float too. You'll float too. Those are great moments, yet they are also underlined by one of the worst things the studio filmmakers could possibly do. Okay. Well, the horror movie, granted, it's made for general audiences, popcorn, yeah. fairing audiences. And so every time there's a scary moment in the film, it needs to be accompanied by a loud kabang, <laughs> the loudest noise possible to make you jump in your seat and go, I'm still awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, movie, you didn't need to do it for every single horror moment in the film and just give us cheap ass jump scares this film didn't need them no it's genuinely creepy and unsettling as it is to give us the jolted jump scare moments it didn't need them at all uh and honestly, i honestly think the film would be so much better if they took all of them out i mean maybe because it was my kind of first time i didn't notice them that much but oh, then if it's i was insufferable go, like how many times have you seen, I've it? seen like, this one four times now so like <laughs> so after a while you're just like i'm kind of bored now i know i know what's coming so i didn't need the big <laughs> to yeah, wake you exactly. up exactly yeah it's yeah. just it just isn't isn't needed so it's unfortunate and it's probably my biggest criticism of the film because some of those scares are are, are really good yeah 
I mean, the kids as well, they've they've come across um, Mike being attacked by Henry and his goons. And so they, they have their kind of like quarry fight like they had in the TV series. Uh, but it's a massive fucking rock war, as Finn Wolfhard shouts. And they're just throwing rocks and, and, and Henry gets beaten down and, and they... They take Mike off. Eva, those rocks were, they missed every other shot. <laughs> or they're made of paper. I don't know. Like the kids <laughs> didn't get hurt at all, but Henry's been taken out and his buddies have run off. Um, but this is now establishing this crew, you know, the fact that they've all come across elements of Pennywise, the clown themselves, you know, they've looked into the history, they've realised that you had, what, the Black Spot Club that's been burnt down, which, like, was that Pennywise? Did he burn down that? Oh yeah, and like any major thing that happened in Derry, you can probably trace back to Pennywise. Wait, he burned them down, but he didn't want to eat them? Well, he probably ate some of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and that's why I burned yeah. down. You know, and, and they're probably looking into the different history, the different elements. You mentioned earlier about some of the background stuff that yeah. you could see, like the librarian. Um, there was a scene when, when they're by the big mural uh, outside. Right, yeah. And um, it's when they're patching up Ben. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Stanley who kneels over... To look at Ben, and if you watch when he kneels over, Pennywise is in that mural, right, right there, yeah, for like two seconds, just looking at him. I'm like, he's there in every he's, scene. He's, he's always them. there. He's always watching. I do yeah. also really like the moment when uh, I think it's Richie when he's in the clown room. Oh, and the got all the clowns, and uh, as the camera's mini moving, Pennywise. In, mini, mini, Pennywise. mini Tim Curry mini Pennywise Tim Curry, yeah. on the far left of the frame as yeah. it's going in. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like nice. they, they had to like honor no, him somewhere. Yeah, they had the honor thing him. is, they actually asked Tim Curry to come back and play Pennywise in this film, and he declined. He said, no, I, I don't want to. Thank you. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, he has gone through some illnesses as I, I well. Know, he I probably know. wasn't able to to, to do give it. it yeah, his all but I, I think he already knows he's left his mark. Forever in cinema, Forever. Um, even though it wasn't a theatrical movie, he made that mark. And yeah. so, but he also said he gave his total blessing and, and loved Skarsgård's performance anyway. Yeah. So, so the kids have all realised that actually, you know, there's this fucking crazy shit going on. I mean, we get that amazing garage sequence as well, where Pennywise really confronts them all and tries They're on to the projector, them, the projector yeah. sequence. You know, and and Ben kind of saves Beverly because he opens up the garage door. And they've they've also come under the information as well that um, you know originally from the town there was uh, there was like a a few people who actually set the town up. There's like ninety odd people you know who, who set the town back in the sixteen eighteen hundred whatever. Um, but one night they all disappeared and all they found was some bloodied. Uh, clothes near the well house and at first they weren't entirely sure where the well house was but we'd seen it ourselves and it turns out it's the creepy fucking adams family house just down <laughs> the fucking road and um and so they come up with this plan of of going there and confronting this thing and seeing it and and i really like the fact that like i was watching them go to the house and i'm like really it, it can't be this this close to the end already but this is like that like a first battle it is yeah the first confrontation and not all of them go in the house like yeah. all of them are like yeah i'll volunteer to watch the bikes <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's only it's only bill richie and stan that, that go in the house yeah and they all get separated one by one. Oh yeah you know, stan's the first one who ends sorry eddie is eddie the one is who ends one. up falling through the through the ground and ends up with a broken arm yeah um whilst the other two end up locked in a room with three options yeah. <laughs> it's just like um uh well, like i said we had the clown room already yes, yeah, now yeah. was some fucked up shit and then they've got the doors and they've got the girl hanging why can't i feel my legs and it's like and and that's where bill's trying to convince richie like it's all in your mind it's it's just you know it's not real and we've we've got pennywise downstairs about to feast on eddie and he kind of senses that they're not afraid yes you know and so he opts to kind of go back well but... that's because the other two end up going back through the same door and end up coming to eddie yeah and 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 pennywise turns and says not real enough for you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, oh. <laughs> and then like, what's it? he gets up and goes to tag and bev comes in and i i, I really like the fact that you know, the movie could have easily had made her... Like, she is a strong character. Yeah. Um, but, like, from comparing the TV series again to this one, she's a fucking badass in this one. She's afraid of nothing. And when she comes running in with that fucking fence spike and just plows it right into his head. And I, 
I, like you said, you, the kids are acting really well. That part of me is just like, why aren't you attacking him more? But in my mind, I'm like, bro, if this is the first time you've seen a sketchy ass fucking clown who's got a spike through his face, how brave are you to run up to it? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be going the other hey, fucking right, way. Yeah, already gone. I'm already gone. Already gone. Um, and they, they they scare Pennywise off, and Bill chases after it, and it goes, and he finds the well in the basement of the house, and that's where obviously he's been going everywhere to get around the town. And I thought that was really interesting because it gave him access to everybody. Even though I, I, and I said this to Gary before turning the camera on, I, I kind of wanted to see more town, uh, town children be lured away and scared. And I think they do it a few more times in, in part two, you know, that we hear about this girl or this boy. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how Pennywise lured them away. Did he use fear or did he just chase well, that's them? Well, that's it, or... Obviously, Pennywise has become the you know the the iconic figure for the for the adaptations. Mm. Whereas, obviously, in the book, Pennywise is there; he's always there. But it's all of the the mimicry, all of the the like universal monsters that he creates. Yeah, obviously, yeah. The time specific, you know, sort of interpretation. So, obviously, in the miniseries, they're afraid of the mummy. Yeah. And Frankenstein, or you know, any of the universal monsters. Uh, whereas now we're now we're in the eighties already. We're not in the fifties. Yeah. So some of those monsters have changed over time. I so. love that cinema that we keep passing. So it's like yeah. Batman, Lethal Weapon, Ghost Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare Five. On Elm Street Five. I'm like, oh man, it's yeah. This is. This is the world. This is the world that we live in. Um, Eddie breaks his arm and his mum is really, really upset about this. Um, and so we kind of, I think we time jump again. Well, we have we? a huge falling out now as yeah. well between between Richie and Bill. Yeah. Because Richie's just like, this is all your fault, Bill. Like, I'm sorry about your brother, but like, this is... I don't want to die. Kind I don't want to die. Yeah. Uh, and they have a bit of a falling out, which I, it's not in the miniseries. It's not in the book. Uh, just a bit of added drama here so that, you know, our, our losers are at the lowest point. Yeah. So that they need to pick themselves back up. Uh, yeah, and it's Bev who's who's back at home, and she has that moment like we talked about earlier, where she smacks smacks and knocks her dad oh, out. Yeah, I think she kills him there. I think he dies. There. I think because there was a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood, and at the end of the film, Bev is like, "I'm leaving Derry." Bye. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think she did go in there. Uh, but the moment she turns around to leave, Pennywise gets her. Yeah, and takes her down into the into his lair. And hits her with the deadlights because she's like, I'm not afraid of you. Well, he hits her with that dance first, oh, which I'd seen like a million times before. Very true. That's how we got the name, the dancing clown. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Sequel. It's great, isn't it? Because his head is, is it's like, it's still. Yeah. And everything else is moving. Like the whole set is bouncing with him as yeah. he moves. So it just gives that weird look. what it's so unnatural yeah and then, again his springboard out to her and then yep then she floats too yeah and and bill's gone to her house uh come across her dad who who's kind of gargling at this point but now nah, he, he gonna fucking die and um he sees written on the ceiling like um you'll, you'll die, die too. if you try yeah you you'll <laughs> die if you try and so he then has to call up all of his buddies and be like look it's got bev and i i loved eddie I love the fact that Eddie got the phone call and was just like, I'll be there. And then turned to his mum and was just like, you turn me against the only people who have actually been really taking care of me. And I'm like, <laughs> he said wow. he gets the medication wrong. Yeah. And he throws it at her. <laughs> it's not like a, a gazebo. Gazebo, that's right. Was this a gazebo? You know what these are? They're gazebos. They're bullshit. That's really cute. Yeah. I love the fact that he goes to find... um find Richie at the arcade because Richie's plan for summer was just to play Street Fighter and it's not Street Fighter 2 it's Street Fighter 1 and then he comes up to him and he's just like look he's got Bev and for for all the hatred that Richie had towards Bill he, he's still his friend yeah you know and he, he wants to get together so then he's got the group together you know Ben's got all the information fucking Mike's got his fucking gun Stanley is still unsure but that's the crux of Stanley's character yeah you know we we, we always knew this that Stanley he's not the weak link he's just fucking terrified you know like He's Jewish. There was nothing in the fucking book that said about dancing scary ass fucking soul eating clowns. You know what the fuck are you gonna do? Um, but they they head to the house and Henry at this point as well. He's killed his dad, which I was quite it was quite a shocking death actually. The way he just stands up with the knife and 
into the side well, of his neck. According to the deleted scenes as well, he's also killed all the rest of his friends. I wondered that as well, because you don't see them ever again. You do in a deleted scene, which we'll show here, where Henry's in the car watching all the boys go into the, the house, house yeah. and all of his friends are sat in the car with him, all with their necks slit open. Oh. Now, yeah, in the book, Pennywise kills them. In the miniseries, Pennywise kills them. But here, Henry kills them all because he's been set on his warpath now because Pennywise sent him his knife back do in the mail. You, do you know, weirdly enough, though, there was a couple of shots that Henry, especially when the blood's on his face, looks a little bit like Pennywise. Sure, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, that's really good. They did that well with the actor, the colour, the lighting. That You know, you could easily see how... Uh, you know, at the end, the cops go, oh, yeah, it was all Henry. It, he it, was killing all the kids. It is one of those things where I think it makes sense in the book. But again, in the miniseries it's, and, in, and, and in this film, it's like, OK, so Pennywise, his thing is fear. Make the kids scared. He's yeah, like yeah, Freddy yeah. Krueger. The yeah. scarier, the more scared you are, the more sweet you taste as a soul when he consumes you. Yeah. Um, and so he's fattening these kids up the entire film to, to take them for his hibernation. But... He's kidnapped Bev and hit mm. her with the deadlights. Yeah. He didn't kill her. He didn't consume her. My assumption is he's left her there for like a mid, you know, a, a mid-decade snack. But I also think she says to him, I'm not scared of you. Exactly. So you he's know? like, well, I'll just eat you. I can't consume your soul, but I'll just, you know, nibble later. Yeah, yeah. But then why does he employ Henry to kill them all? It's like, well, in that case, Pennywise, you don't get any souls and you don't get any food and, you, and all of what you've done is for nothing. So what if Henry did kill them all? But he would have been he would have been safe to go and kill children well, on yeah, his but, own. But he's still tormenting these kids at the same time too. I, I, it's if he was fearful, which he's not until the end. Like I put it down to what are you the, doing? the ego of an elder god. You yeah. know, a lot of the times you need minions. Like, well, the cultists. Yeah, I don't know. a lot of these times the things come from another universe. They land on this planet. They see us as primitive. They think that we're weak and stuff, and so they're they able also to don't pick understand us, us if they're trying to manipulate us. Yeah, um, but after a while, when we start to fight back. It's like, oh, well, I need a backup plan. Yeah. You know, I'm so smart. I need a backup plan. So I'm going to employ this complete fucking idiot, you know, and not give him any powers or anything. I'm just going to give him a knife. And so when he, because he confronts Mike, doesn't he, um, in the house, in the basement, and they have a bit of a fight. It's 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 cool little fight sequence. I mean, Mike loses his ammo. So he only has like one more shot for the pneumatic gun. Um, but he manages to push Henry down uh, the well and... Yeah, I mean, you're led to believe that obviously he's dead. Um, but obviously, if you're a fan of the book in the series, you know that he he will come back a little bit older. He gets framed for all the murders in yeah. Derry. Yeah. And and so they all head down into the sewers. And Stanley's the first one that kind of gets grabbed by the picture lady. Yeah. Who's Pennywise, obviously. The fact that she's fucking eating his face. Yeah. You know, soul sucking like <laughs> yeah, right out. You know, like, and so for me, I'm like, I totally get why Stanley... Spoilers won't come back later he on. He got a glimpse of the deadlights. Yes, so, and he yeah. didn't. He didn't like what he saw. No, um, but it's of course we see the shadow. We know it's Georgie leading Bill away. Yes. So while everyone's looking after Stan, off goes Bill to go and find his brother. Yeah, and they come across Bev as well, don't they? The, yeah. the club. Um, and Ben has his kind of little moment where he's able to, you know, Prince Charming kiss her. To wake her up, which I don't know if it's in. Well, she doesn't get grabbed no, in the book either. So yeah. it's it's literally in the movie to kind of cement this kind of relationship that he really likes her, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was. you know, it really worked with those characters. And then you you do get the bit where where Bill confronts Georgie, and Georgie's walking around with like an arm missing. Yeah, you know, I, I again just going back to the beginning where he's like, Bill's going to kill me. But Bill does actually give him, he shoots him with the cattle gun yes. right in the head. and It's so it's, emotional though, it is because he's like, I want to go home. I know. He was done. such a sweet little child actor. Yeah. Sold it so well. And then he's, yeah, motionless, lifeless on the ground. And the camera's moving up onto Bill like, you just killed your brother. Yeah. Until he starts flailing and screaming <laughs> and thinging. Yes. <laughs> the fucking arms extend, the legs extend, Pennywise gets up. And the whole final battle sequence... His spider leg things, like foreshadowing his 
other form. I like. <laughs> I was really hoping for one of them to go. It's fucking battery acid. You, you slime. You're right. Straight him in the face. Well, we do get. We do. I mean, Pennywise does get shot with an imaginary bolt to the head. Yeah. Because Bill aims the the carol gun at him, pulls the trigger, and and we see the impact. And yeah. Mike's just like, "There's no ammo in there." But the power of belief yes. just goes to show how it can be weaponized literally against Pennywise yeah. and, and defeat him. The power of belief um, is as good as a weapon as, you know, your weakness being your fear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was like, that, that that really works. But then, yeah, they literally just hammer well, the crap out of it. Well, man, I got to, like, like I said, first kind of time watching it, like I said, Finn Wolfhard. I had not seen Stranger Things myself, so I don't really know how great of an actor he is but at that point i was fucking cheering when he's when pennywise has got bill and he's just like look you leave leave me with him and you can grow old and you can live your lives and i'll just eat him you know and and richie's just like bill i fucking hate you you fucking you brought me with this fucking down into the sewers you made me stand in fucking gray water and now you're gonna make me want to kill this Fucking clown, and it's like, yes! <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, at like one point you're just like, they're going to leave him? Yeah. No. 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 And yeah, and they literally go to town on Pennywise. They beat the crap out of him. Yeah. And, they, well, they, 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 they stop, don't they? Because he, he manages to go back into the well. And, like, his last word is fear. You know, and I'm just like, does he... Is that what he wants? Well, he starts that, it dissolving, doesn't he? Or is that what breaking he's feeling, away? you know? Yeah. Or, 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 or I think what? it's just this ma- the, the, this manifestation of the creature has just been totally defeated. So, mm. of course, the ultimate evil, whatever, wherever it is at this point in time, is ready to hibernate. You totally want to stick a dynamite down that fucking well. Right. <laughs> Some napalm and... Yeah. 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 And then they, they group up at the end, don't they, for their little kind of... Palm cutting yeah. and blood bonding um, as they get ready to go back to their normal lives. Well, they start to swear their oath, don't they? That it, if, like if he comes, it comes back, back in twenty-seven years, they'll come back. They'll come to... back to defeat him. And Beverly confronts Bill, and they kiss. But I, I part of me is just like she knows he didn't write it. Yes, yeah. Which she doesn't find out until in the book. I think until much later, like when they're adults. Well, she he Ben had already said it to her. You know, when when he kissed her with the postcard. Yeah. Um, and she kind of got the idea that Bill hadn't written it when they were at the house. But this last bit... I suppose they, like, they've they set it up. They're going to pay it off in this one movie. Yeah, yeah, They didn't yeah. know the second one was coming. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, also, interestingly, it, it kind of almost has a bit of a standby me-ish ending. Mm. Where when the characters are leaving, they fade out. They fade out, yeah. Uh, and uh, um, But it's they also fade out in the order which they die in. So Stanley's the first one to leave. Ah. Then, then Eddie's Eddie. the next one to fade out. Um, and then Mike's the next one to fade out. Now, of course, spoilers. Um, spoilers. Mike doesn't die, but he's heavily injured. Yes, uh, yes. In the next part of the story. Yeah. Uh, and then the others fade out. Of course, they, they all survive. But it's in that order, though. So I was like, that, that's not a coincidence, is it? <laughs> Worked really well. I mean, there's so many background details in this oh, film. Oh, absolutely. So, there like, really is. You could really just go back, analyze it again, and be like, oh, that's... That's from here, and that's what they did there, and I can see why they changed that. Oh, yeah. Well, Liam, what were your favourite parts of the movie? I have to admit, I didn't actually write any favourite sequences down uh, this time. I I really was going to, but I just knew it was just going to be way too easy. Any sequence with Bill Skarsgård in, um, as the clown, as any of the apparitions, any of the scare sequence with the children, any of the tacks on on it. I just loved all that horror element. You know, um, it it is what was missing from the the TV adaptation that I'd watched as a kid, which had scared me. Um, But now that I'm seeing it and now I'm seeing him, like you said, running around with his crazy spider legs or playing a weird ass flute or deadlights in his eyes. It's, you know, it's what you imagined and what you hoped. And then all of a sudden, bang, there it is on screen. You're like, I don't want to look at it anymore. It's fucking scary. I mean, the leper, you know, ooze and all that crap. Like the, the mummy attack, the the, the the werewolf claws when he strikes. I think Ben, ben gets some real bad slices around his oh, belly. Oh, hell yeah. You know, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you fucking get him. Um, I love, 
as awkward as they were, I loved a lot of the sequences with Bev in, uh, the actress playing Beverly. Like, the bullying sequence at the beginning of the school was harsh, but then realising what kind of home life that she had, and then her further development with the kids, um, with, with the club. I said to Gary before the camera turned on, I had so much respect for the quarry sequence, where they decide they will go swimming. And, you know, they're, they're just, these kids are just in their underwear. Um, but it must have been so hard, but they were so professional filming this sequence you know they're all sit there just googling beverly and then they as soon as she sits up they all just turn away looking away and you're like you know we'd all been there as kids when we're hanging out with our friends and there's a girl and you're like i don't like girls you know <laughs> yeah um i did like some of the sequences with with henry I, if i keep going on gary i'm gonna be here all day you do yours man <laughs> sure sure yeah i actually don't have too many favorites in the but it's, uh, there's so many to pick from yeah uh but i talked about it quite at length at the beginning of this video the entire opening of, of georgie yeah I, I love the the rain noise that the, the the quantity of it the lighting <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. shot lengths the edits yeah the pace the music I, I i the interaction all the way up to his death and then just seeing the rain just slowly washing away the blood. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's fantastic. Great, great opening to the, to the film. Um, I, I think my other favourite scene might be the, the garage scene, the projector scene. Yes, uh, yeah. When they're talking about the history, and then we think Pennywise slowly, it's revealed that he's the mother, was the hair blows yeah, back all the way yeah. to him appearing in front of them. Um, yeah, great moment. Pennywise dancing, the, the clown dancing part uh, was great. Uh, them going into that 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 abandoned house, I yeah. love that. Um, uh, Beverly dealing with her dad, of course, it's a tough scene. They're tough scenes to watch, but their performances, I mean, even the dad, like, great performance. Yes. He nailed that role. It really made you uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah, like, all the scenes, as you said, with Pennywise, Bill Skarsgård, any of his lines, any of his deliveries. I love the scene where he's holding the triangle of balloons. Yes. Uh, I love the I Heart Dairy uh, balloon that's straight out of the book. Yeah. That's not, not in the miniseries. Um, yeah, there, there's so many, so many wonderful, memorable scenes in this film. Uh, the other one, I guess, would be uh, the librarian, the creepy librarian. The creepy just in, Just in the background. Yeah. Great. Ian? Do you recommend the film? I totally recommend it, part one. Um, if you have never seen it, I think this is the... I, I, I honestly think like this is the best version of it you could get if you have never, ever experienced or seen it ever before. You know, it's got everything you want from a horror movie. It will keep you on edge. It will scare the crap out of you. It will give you nightmares. And if you then finish it and you're like, ooh, I really want some more, go back and watch the, the 1990s TV adaptation of the book because that was what we got before, you know. And yes, you don't have all the CGI and all the scary jump scares. What you get is an amazing performance from Tim Curry. If you're even wanting even more, go back and read the book and see all the things that they decided not to put in to the other things because you know somehow it doesn't translate but that's what gives this one such gravitas is that by the end of it you're just wanting more 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 clown this gets a high recommendation from me it's a solid adaptation of the novel and it works as a companion piece to the original miniseries from 1990 as i feel both versions help create a bigger picture in handling the thousand pages of the novel <laughs> yeah. the casting here is really good a very strong component that this film got right a brilliant cast uh, with uh, Sophia Lillis being the standout along with Bill Skarsgård and, and Finn Wolfhard Bill had a near impossible task of performing in the shadow of Tim Curry uh, but Skarsgård made it his own and excels in making a truly scary funny and interesting creature who is animalistic and instinctive the cinematography is also really noteworthy great framing lighting and movement by Chung Hoon Chung of old boy fame uh, the two hours, 15 minutes runtime flies by with great editing and pacing, uh, while most of the characters got some development and others are almost forgotten, which is one of my few gripes with this version. The cast are all great, but not all of them get a chance to shine, mainly the characters of, of Mike and Stanley, I feel. The effects are really impressive. The CGI used to great effect and the sets and locations memorable and are as, as many of the scenes, especially those with Pennywise. 
The jump scares are a huge turn-off for me, though. They're very distracting and annoying, and not scary. Just startling and mostly unnecessary. The film has its creepy moments, but the reliance on loud bangs undermines the real horror. Still, it's very entertaining, easily rewatchable, with great visuals and a solid cast. Watch this adaptation, or you'll float too! <laughs> Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews. You'll float too! You'll float too! You'll float too! Ugh. <sighs>